24-7 jam space in Boston to play as loud as you want? Contact us at soundmuseum.net and we can hook you up. Play as loud as you want, when you want. Play at the Sound Museum. Hey, I'm Pappy. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm just Johnny. And this is the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Leap forward bionically. Leap backwards in all directions. Yo, we tell you about leaping. Now I'll be leaping since the day before forever. Man, back. <laughs> you know what? <coughs> Sorry, I'm back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. As you heard before, that's snot rocket right there. I got to introduce my man. Black Adam Willis. Oh, I appreciate you coming in after this not rocket. Well, you know, I got a priorities, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. That, that hierarchy Truth. goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. How so, you how we? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Doing well. How are you doing? Uh, been better, my friend. I hear you. Fighting some bronchitis there. Yeah. This is the first week in a long time I haven't faked that cough. <laughs> yeah. It did sound authentic this week. Well, you know, yeah, got, you had that. That was uh, that came from deep. That's like the bottom ethnic, of the lung butter. One of my ethnic roots. You know, I'm I'm, I'm part Flemish. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, that was bad. That yeah, was bad. bad. All right, I turned to my right, my man fiddling with dials and knobs and equipment. The phantom just Johnny. knob. Yep. That took you a the second. The phantom it. knob. The look on his face, just perplexed. I love it. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you here on The Geek Down. And if you're just listening to us on WEMFradio.com, I want to remind you, you can also see us if you turn to uh, if you tune in to twitch.tv slash thegeekdown and check us out on video. But tonight, my friends, we have new, well, you know, I mean, not reviews out the waz. We have, <laughs> <coughs> we have sickness, we have disease, we have... <laughs> we have pain. Yeah. Slow... Pain. Oh, <laughs> Lots of pain. I, I feel it in my chest. In my chest. Oh, oh, my chest. He needs some milk. Oh, sweet right. Jesus. All right. No, man, I got to check out Upgrade. Dude. Yeah, you did. This movie. Yeah. It's crazy. I it, can't describe. It looks like, crazy. It but looks, I don't know if it looks like, like awful crazy or like really enjoyable. I'm, I'm looking forward to your review. Oh, because well, yeah, I will it, give you the low down nitty gritty. Also, uh-huh. we got to check out Bloodborne. Not the game, the comic. The comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, you are intimately familiar with the series, is that correct? Oh, yeah, I am a huge Bloodborne fan. Okay, cool. So we'll look forward I to your unbiased the review. Yep, oh. completely I, unbiased. Actually, you know what? No, I'm anxious to get you talking about this because uh, since you're like you know, the one most familiar with the game uh, storyline. Yeah, I don't mess with the horror games. Yeah, you know, I'm, 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 a bit, I'm a bit of a whiny bitch myself. So, yeah. you know, the fact that you're hardcore <laughs> enough to really delve into these, you'll have uh, the best understanding of whether, what they did right and what they didn't do, you know? Yeah, uh, so I don't know. Uh, I doubt that the people who actually made it uh, had a sort of hand in it. Maybe they just licensed it off. Mm-hmm. But whoever wrote in stuff, uh, they are definitely familiar with the content. So, okay, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. Well, so as long as it's not like Bloodborne, ghost written by Dr. Seuss. Right, right. Okay. Blood Seuss. Blood Seuss. Actually, you know, I'd read that. Blood I would Seuss. too, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. One fish, <laughs> two fish. Dead fish. Dead fish. And he screwed a fish. It's the you die Dead fish. fish. Suck it, suffocating blue fish. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go with yeah, that. Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, how, how, how cutesy can you make, like, imminent death? You shouldn't make and, it. And, like and the macabre. Yeah, yeah, right? All right. And also, not, 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 not to be neglected, we have Pokemon Quest. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I, I got a little clump when I said that. You know, <laughs> yeah, you were too it's, excited. It's just, it's you just, so just, like, you just yeah. oh man, we got we got that Pokemon so review, man. Dear to my heart, <laughs> we got that Pokemon review. 
Yeah, no, Pokemon Quest yeah, is the latest here. out from uh, out on uh, latest Pokemon property out for the were Nintendo Switch. Were you a big uh, Pokemon Go? Were you one of those guys that were like, getting hit by cars in the street, no, playing Pokemon Go no, and stuff? No, no, no. You know what? Getting, though? getting duped into a, a dark alley and getting your money no, robbed from you. Playing. No, I, I knew better. I grew up in the hood. Ain't, ain't, ain't no one walking around. <laughs> ain't there. nobody walking around. Yeah, yeah. you got to actually watch where you go. When you turn down this dark alley, I think I, I, think I spotted a Butterfree. <laughs> yeah, Oh, there's a hot spot over here. Let me just go under that building. <laughs> it's like a human bear trap. Like, yeah, get out of here. I found a Pokemon Center in that suspicious-looking shack. Let me go investigate. There's a weird white van parked outside. I'm sure it's no big deal. No yeah. windows. You know what that means? Nocturnal Pokemon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I wasn't one. I, I'll get. I'll definitely give them their props though, because it got a lot of non-gamers out and about in the world taking part in this, like. It was um, a phenomenon. That took over, life. man. Yeah, it, it really did. I remember because I, I don't have any attachment to Pokemon. I didn't really watch a show or anything. Um, but like I have friends that are just like literally walking around like zombies playing this game all day. Yeah. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Well, the whole thing. Think Even if I was like into it. Thing. I mean, if they did like a, a Ninja Turtles go or something like that, I still wouldn't be out there in the streets. You know, I, th- I, I, I think you would, sir. <laughs> if, they, if they did Ninja <laughs> I, Turtles you're right. go. I, 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 I can't speak before they, it happens. Yeah. Like uh, if that came out like tomorrow, I'd be like, uh, maybe yeah, I have the day off. Well, you, get just your, go, you get your go bandana go mask. You know, you get, they give you some nunchucks and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and a couple and a couple. And a I'd be more of the Casey Jones. I'd get my like cricket. Uh, paddles out there and uh <laughs> see now why did why, why is it that i assume you just did that anyway <laughs> yeah, tell, t- that, tell yeah. me uh, at tom, night in medford well, yeah you, tom, you didn't hear about me tom okay can, can you not see adam like first of all you, you you're wearing like the scully now you're halfway there right you look mm-hmm. like you just came from about of like you know crime fighting slash day drinking wayne gretzky yeah on know. steroids Ser- seriously and <laughs> I, I i can see you as uh as elias Corteus just out there doing your casey jones that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me <laughs> <laughs> he looks You're i'll, I'll You're take the welcome. compliments where i can get him yeah he uh, looks the part for sure oh, i appreciate you all of you all right well not hating on the pokemon we will get to that later pokemon quest is the latest in the line of uh franchise we'll see if it if it's worthy of taking the crown of excuse me of, of receiving the torch if you will, from Pokemon Go mm. and carrying on the legacy. Johnny, you got the inside stuff. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, it's available right now for free on Switch, so I'll uh, talk extensively at, on that when we get to it. Cool, cool. But right now, I want to dive right into it because if you heard that man's nasally, I mean, I mean dulcet tones, yeah. uh, what you really want to do is get right into the, me- the nitty-gritty because I love retro games, and you played a game called Kite, which looked like one of these uh, one of these new wave uh, retro games that captures the feel. I of tell you, it like. sounds riveting with a name like that. Well, I mean, <laughs> yo, actually, you know, no, that's a that's a, that's a misconception because there was this badass anime back in the '90s called Kite yeah. about this young girl whose family was killed by mobsters. Mm. Uh, so she became an assassin okay. to, uh, to like exact her revenge, and the whole thing is she dressed like an Oren Ishii type gunsmithing, and she wore her parents' blood in her earrings. That's gnarly. That's like Angelina Jolie with Billy Bob Thornton. So. Okay, that's messed up. Ew. That, no. Did that? You don't you remember yeah. that? That's a real thing. Oh, the blood. I thought yeah. you were talking about the. Ne- never mind. Yeah, just get out. Was, you what get your you, head uh, out of your ass. Come all right, on. that was a, that was that, that was a gag for our viewers. If you're watching us on Twitch.tv/slash/TheGeekDown. I'm sorry. All right, but no, so, John, we didn't mean to step on your review uh, with uh, talks of um, Angelina yes. Do- uh, yeah, Billy yeah. Bob Thornton diddling. 
Uh, please let us know everything you will about Kite. Yeah, so Kite is a uh, Steam game. It's available on PC. Uh, it's an indie game. It's made by uh, a group that calls themselves Labcat Games, and uh, they don't have any online presence unless you dig into the IndieDB. That's where uh, I found them. And here is what they describe their own game as. Kite's name is... This is how they open the description of their game. Kite's name is a reference to the classic gaming trope kiting when a player is being chased by an enemy together they resemble someone flying a kite as if the player had the enemy on a string and was leading it along if the player can still attack the enemy while running away from it it is a very powerful way to avoid being hurt while still doing damage and is a common technique in almost every action game so the cowardly run technique yes i'm very familiar Right. I, I've never, I've never once heard of kiting, so that's. Uh, I'm not sure if that's uh, a new term I'm going to adopt. How old is like kiting, quote unquote, as 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 like as, as a like gameplay a, mechanic? It, it, kiting is it's very old. It's been there well, no, since I mean, probably I mean, like. I mean, I mean, running with your arms flailing and tail tucked between your legs. That's a very old mechanic. You're yeah. right, but as as <laughs> as it's called kiting, I've never heard of this. Oh, yeah, the term, it's been around forever, probably since, like, okay. maybe Atari days or something like that. Maybe uh, it was probably it. derived from the arcade. I don't know fully where it came from, but my guess is probably Robotron, the arcade game, probably started this, or a game similar to Robotron, because oh. that that is the embodiment of kiting, and that is what the game, what this game sort of uh, harkens to gameplay-wise. Okay, it's with, not the Kermit running with arms flailing simulator. No! Uh, it's, it's a uh, top-down or uh, isometric, not never fully top-down, but certainly isometric uh, shooter where the camera uh, sort of the camera's focused with you, the character, on the in the middle of the screen, and you run around this environment. And it's a if you've heard the term bullet hell, it's got elements of bullet hell where you're constantly trying to avoid being shot or being attacked by enemies. Uh, so you're dodging uh, their attacks around and then. And you're returning fire with your other uh, directional input. So okay, with Robotron and games like this, like uh, Smash TV, uh, Zombie Ate My Neighbors, uh, you have one... Uh, family friendly hits. Uh, either one D-pad or one joystick to control your movement. And then the other one, just by put pressing it in a particular direction, it'll uh, fire in a very specific angle. So with the combination of those things, you are essentially kiting the enemies into your gunfire uh, like you're uh, leading and directing your target into your fiery blaze of justice yeah so you're moving to avoid their their projectile attacks all the while sending your projectile attacks and the gist of all of these games is really to make to line up the enemy to kite them in a way so that they fall into your fire uh and you try to minimize as much damage uh that you receive now with other old school games uh they're usually one hit kill if so if you take a single shot you are dead and you have lives and stuff like that and that's I hated that our type uh, was like the first yep. time I ever experienced that, and I—you I, never hated a game so much. Like, <laughs> I'm doing so well. I got so far, and oh, I—I—I I, I just happen to nudge a light fixture a little too closely. Boom, and I'll start all over. <laughs> yeah. Are you—are you effing serious? Yeah. Uh, so 
there are newer things that people have put in place. For, so that guy for sneezed one, on me. Oh, I'm dead. For one, arcade gaming has uh, arcades, as we know, it has died. So no one really goes with that super hard for the sake of being hard to in order to feed more quarters into the machine. Uh, Which but is the same because that greed bred innovation. It sure. Well, no, we got or cool frustration. I, I well, think would yeah, be a better way. Th that that too. Like you don't really know how badly those games were designed to screw you over until you play on like an emulator or something, where you get free plays and you see how like futile it was to just keep pumping quarters in. Oh yeah. Because man. when it's like endless free play and you see how far you can get, and it's just the most futile and fruitless effort ever. Like you know what you got when you beat the Ninja Turtles game? Uh, you got a black. Nothing. You got a, you got a black thank you screen and a restart. Michelangelo gets kissed by April on the forehead, and then game over. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know, I did all that, this. Come on now. Really the minimal out, satisfaction. Yeah. Touch your ankles. Uh. I didn't say that. Sorry. Um, okay. So if you're watching the uh, Facebook feed right now, we've actually got a video of Kite. You can actually see this uh, mayhem for uh, for in in, in, a, in all its glory. More more like a animated GIF that the devs have on their site, because there isn't really much places to sort of uh, find uh, references to this uh, for. I tried uh, Google image searching and stuff like that, so really IndieDB is where I had to pull some of these assets from, uh, because this is very underground. Uh, so... Uh, with this style of gameplay, right, there's elements in there that they've added, so they've updated it with uh, more modern-day practices, like your character has a shield. So it's no longer one-hit kill. You can take a few hits, and then after your shield's depleted, uh, you'll have an actual HP bar, uh, and they tie this... Not, not, not a life bar! Yeah, they got oh, a life bar. Revolutionary! And a shield. The shield regenerates your life bar, uh, regenerates very, very slowly, but the shield is a little bit more, is a little bit faster uh, when that regenerates. And then you have uh, a weapon on your right arm and a weapon on your left arm, uh, and then you can go into a, uh, a secondary weapon, which they say is a combination of those two weapons together, but it didn't make right any arm, sense at all. Left arm, and yeah. then your specialty weapon is uh, attached to your junk. <laughs> okay, so is this it one is. of those games you, you mentioned the twin stick earlier? Um, you control like one arm with the uh, with one stick and the other arm with the other. Yeah, so uh, right okay, trigger, yeah. right arm, left trigger, left arm, uh, and then you can hit. Uh, I, I believe it's the Y button to Activate switch the into cannon. the uh, to sort of combine into. It's essentially the two handed weapon. So it's you always have the two one hander one handers as an option, and then you have the single two hander as an option. And if you're using a two-hander, your left trigger goes into an alternate fire for that uh, two-hander. So the two-hander uh, becomes... So light tap or hard sweep. Kind of, but uh, most of the weapons here are uh, ranged. So, for example, the two-handed weapon would be a bazooka, where it wow. fires uh, one... Uh, rate of fire is sort of like a laser cannon, and the other one is the rocket propel grenades that you'd fire from the from the bazooka itself. I love how they have this, so it's like stuff you don't actually get. I'd love to see them do something innovative, like okay, the bazooka is the two-handed weapon, the, the combination. So the singular weapons are in your right hand, you have a slingshot, and your left hand, you have a magnifying glass. <laughs> Those together. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, uh, and. They separate the, these weapons into two different categories. One is ammo-based, and the other one is energy-based. Uh, so the ammo one will... Uh, it takes a little bit of time to reload, uh, so you can sort of fire off a bunch of rounds in, uh, in sequence and then wait a little bit for it to reload. And then the energy-based one, uh, you can 
kind of the same thing. You fire it off and then you have to wait for your energy battery to sort of refill. The caveat with the energy-based ones is that, and it refills, um, I don't want to say faster or slower. They kind of both refill at the same rate. So they're, they're kind of effectively the same thing, except the energy-based one uh, is also tied to the battery and the battery is also tied with your special abilities. So you have a you know couple of- You know what I'm, yep. I'm, I'm hearing here? This is a really weird phenomenon. Let me know if you, can, if you can back me up on this because it sounds like you're saying some really cool stuff in the most blase way possible. Cause it's like, yo, okay, so you got this cannon, right? It's battery powered, so it never runs out. And then when it reloads, you can do all this cool stuff on the side while you're waiting for it. And then you kick an ass left and right. And, but you're saying it. And so you reload the cannon. I mean, I'm guessing you didn't have too much fun playing this. Cause from uh, what I'm hearing, man. It, it it's more it's interesting, but it's more so disappointment because uh, they have a lot of mechanics in like almost certainly an overwhelming number of mechanics that they throw at you really really quickly and they don't really do a good job whatsoever in explaining it and explaining the RPG sort of stat like uh, system. Uh, that's sort of embedded into this. It's sort of you beat, I think, either the first level or the second level, and then, boom, you go into the garage. It might even be the third level. You go into the garage, and then the garage shows you uh, your character. Like, you get to start augmenting and playing around and augmenting your character to socket them, almost like a uh, like a mech, because your character is this, like... Uh, my, my guy, my guy three arms and four noses. Uh, you're, you're playing as this uh, lady... Uh, I forgot her name, but she's like she's like the Arnold, uh, like the Terminator, because she is, I guess, a cyborg <coughs> of sorts, or maybe not a cyborg, just full blown machine. And actually, that is a cyborg. That can still be a cyborg, right? Uh, that's that like human human shell. Human shell. So maybe like android. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't verified if it's so a cyborg we'll or an and, android. We'll androida. Androida. Yeah. And board. Oh, I, was trying, so, I was trying to think of an Ed, uh, Ed 209 uh, comparison, but I couldn't quite pull it together. Uh, so you could Edwina like, 209. Oh! Uh, so, next time. So you can the sort of like time. at the garage fine tune, like really trick out uh, all of her loadouts and all of her different abilities and the different weapons. You can swap out different weapons if you don't like the, I guess, the weird oozy automatics you can put in like laser swords and and other stuff uh and then there's this big giant thing this is all on one screen by the way uh there's this big giant load uh uh display of all of the individual stats like stamina and agility and strength and and uh you Mathematics, know poison damage and, and like all the different damage types and all of it is on there Walk cluttered onto the screen all at the same time and there's no explanation for it there's no like i need a help button or anything like that and also uh just navigating through the menus right from the very start you're pressing buttons that you never would have guessed that you should be pressing and also to back out of certain uh elements of the menus you have to hit the back button but no one ever hits the back button all right you know it's what? I'm weird well this does sound like uh, it's right in line with some of the old school aesthetic that they're trying to go for because i remember really old games i think narc was one of the ones that had the odd controls um games where uh, they would try to do interesting things with the uh, different buttons, and it didn't pan out. It was them trying to be unique and set the games apart. And to be fair, that is how, as systems would progress, uh, different control schemes were introduced. Yeah, you know, it's but, not that. But, yeah, okay, well, 
to, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> this was just a bit of history, y'all. I'm not making excuses for them. Okay, yeah. so when it comes down to it, man, what, what's what's the final verdict? Uh, it's it's a thumbs down, uh, oh. just because it it's Swing and a miss. Swing elements miss. in there that could be a very interesting, fun game. Uh, but there's a huge lack of polish and direction. They sort of went for the Sega Genesis uh, era graphics and style of game. Like, if you playing through this game, it was like, oh yeah, I've played a game very much like this on the Sega Genesis or maybe even on the Super Nintendo. Uh, uh, like Zombie Ate My Neighbors or Smash TV, stuff like that. Or Jeopardy. But, but they add in like modern day, like more modern day uh, gameplay elements to the nth degree where there's just too much and they don't ease you into it and it's not just that but there's that whole lack of polish where you can't clearly see the enemies you can't clearly identify where your targets are you can't clearly do things because there's just so much clutter on screen aiming is not as precise or as exact as you want it to when you're uh swiveling the right thumbstick it's the tracking of the aiming reticule to where you're aiming is slower so you have to wait for the reticule to track to to where it actually lands so yeah thumbs down it's ten dollars if the devs ever continue to sort of improve this and patch it uh and improve upon it and I don't see that happening because they'd have to overhaul the entire UI uh, and some of the controls and update the graphics dramatically to make it easier to identify your objectives. Uh, then, so, unfortunately, you dropped yeah. the ball on Kite. This Kite didn't fly. This Kite wanted to fly so much, and I wanted it to fly. It, lo it was like a cool-looking Kite. It was like one of those Kites where you're like, this would never fly, but... I bet it could. And then oh, you try and you try. You spend like an hour out in the yard trying to fly that kite and it never really flies. The analogy is going too far. Guys. Yeah. yeah this, like, this game yeah. sucks. Let's it go. Was, it was deep. <laughs> it, was, it was esoteric though, man. I was almost there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I've never flown a kite in life, actually, believe it or not. Really? It's not really a thing you do in the city. No. You know, you got to right. go out to like beaches and stuff and I just, mm, just never had one. Now, ironically enough, it's like the one arts and craft project we would all, they would always have us make. Like every year in uh, in uh, in art in art class, in that like school. the birdhouse. Yeah, you make a kite, you make a birdhouse. I made a tie once too. You made a tie. You made a tie. Yeah, like we had, like we sewed a tie. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I, I did. I did take a sewing class. Um, you know what's messed up? Yeah, it's not manly. We're talking about sewing class. No, dude, home ec is where I learned the most relevant life skills that I still use. Need today, more of that stuff. Yeah, as opposed to other stuff. Yo, man, I know how to cook. I know how to repair my clothes. I, I lost a button on my shirt over the weekend. Right there. Yeah. And <laughs> you have pulled that out. That's right. Hey, to this day, I'm a grown-ass man. I know how to fix a button. I don't have to go, hey, mom, can I come over? I need a little tailoring done. No, not, not even like that. Um, no, you, know, you were mentioning kites. Have you seen that badass dragon kite? It was a video. It was a very popular video that went, though. That was, uh, I think was, I know uh, what you're uh, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's huge, though. Yo, yeah, the freaking thing was like 10 feet wide. Yeah. It was this big-ass kite, but it's in like it's in multiple parks. It needed like three people to actually fly it. You need, yeah, it needs and to be like hurricane was, winds, too, well, yeah, <laughs> to get well, that thing I'm, up there. I'm going to hope not. Cause the thing, if, Reminds like me of one of my, my favorite episodes of Doug, too. When Doug? He, yeah, the show Doug Nickelodeon, when he, he makes a kite, and his dad makes him a kite, and it's really simple, but he adds all these wings to it to make I do it badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's too heavy, and then he, he ruins like, it. He had like uh like the, the tail had like so many ribbons and he had like the wings on. Yeah, the, the side. wings on it and then it was just too heavy and it, and wow. it failed and they had to rip you, the wings you, off. You got me on a cartoon. Yeah, right there, my friend. Mm -hmm. Well played. Well played. 
Yeah, that was, that was not bad, sure. my friend. All right, and speaking of not bad, I don't know that. <laughs> speaking of not bad, if you're yeah. excited for this review. No, no, dude, <laughs> let me tell you, okay, I got to see this new movie out right now called Upgrade. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it, it's just. It's, like I said before, it looks ridiculous. I yes, made the uh, the comparison earlier, which you said is pretty spot on, to uh, the movie Hardcore Henry. I don't know if yeah. anybody remembers that movie. It came out a few years if ago. If anyone doesn't know Hardcore Henry. It was like, like a first-person action movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep, so. They called it Video Game the Movie. Yes. And Hardcore Henry looked very silly, and the way it turned out is when you actually saw it in theater, or when, when you saw the movie anywhere, it turned out to be one of the most badass hardcore action movies like ever. Yeah. Which was insane because it was very unassuming. Upgrade has that very same effect, which is which was very surprising, uh, kind of refreshing. Dude, I saw this picture and I'm a little upset that I'm an, I'm the only one. I can't blame you guys. It did look dumb as hell. It looks but, stupid. Let's yeah, just... but you missed a hidden gem, my friend. Hey, man, I, I'm not ruling out seeing it, but I'm not running to the theater on the weekend. All right. And, you, and you it's made... opening weekend, you know what I mean? I, I'll catch up on my backlog before I get to oh, upgrade. <laughs> no, no let, let me get into it. Let me get into it no, because you may actually change your mind. Okay, I up, might. I might. Upgrade is a story of, uh, of Gray. He's a mechanic. This takes place in the near future. Is it like a Gray? Like, hmm? I was going to make a... Oh, okay. Uh, no, you stop that right now. No, uh, um, it's it's in like the uh, the near or distant future. I want to say near future because things still look kind of like today. They have cars that drive on road, but they also have cars that like drive themselves. You know, uh, there are people who have entirely voice operated houses, stuff like that. That's you know, like you could have that now. You, you know? can have that but it's now, not but common, like, right? yeah, like now only like Elon Musk type people will sure. have that now. In uh, in the uh, society the upgrade takes place in, regular Joes like you and me. Regular like, ass clowns like just Johnny. have like a Tony Stark operated house. Basically. Yes, exactly, and that really um, adds to the believability of some of this stuff. Where it's like, okay, this goes beyond the realm of our current technology, but who's to say in the future soldiers won't be able to have like you know uh, uh, guns built into their arms instead of having <laughs> to carry uh, their firearms into into battle? You know, stuff like that. Really, we need guns that bad in the future. We just built them into our bodies. Hey, man, Trump's America. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's so. Um, uh, the story is very simple. Gray is a mechanic working on like classic cars. You know, he needs work, and there's this eccentric millionaire who's willing to pay him to up to upgrade a his classic car. So he does that. And mind you, when I say upgrade, that's not like a play on the title or anything. It's I, just it's just it's just a happy pun not intended. All right, yeah, I got you. So uh, in going to uh, return the car, he ends up getting robbed, and then some bad stuff happens, and unfortunately, like some really bad stuff happens where he ends up becoming a paraplegic. Yeah, that's real bad. Yes, it is. <laughs> but the eccentric person that he was working for offers him a solution, a way that he can walk again. <laughs> and not just walk, but like interact, function completely, and maybe even a little better. And that goes way, way left. So they're replacing his parts with machine parts. Uh, I'm getting. Yes and no. They're replacing, they're adding a part to him that will allow machines to control him. Gotcha. It's not like it's not like they're make, not making him a cyborg or an android or anything. Yeah, you know, um, they're just making it so his body works differently, which was freaking cool because it seems like oh, medical science will hopefully be at a point where we can um, we can add like I don't know nanobots to a person's body and allow uh, atrophied muscles to you know once again function mm-hmm. to allow people who've lost like uh, limb usage, you know, people who uh, are quadriplegic, paraplegic, to be able to move again. Right, and this movie has. A, 
<coughs> one possible way that happens. And then it's used to the coolest possible degree because now once, I mean, it's not a spoiler to tell you that he, he does eventually, he does uh, regain the use of his body at some point in the movie because that's in the freaking trailers. It's yep. one of the main plot points and why stuff is able to happen. And once it it's does. It's not called downgrade. You know what I mean? He's going to be able to move his stuff again. Yeah. Very true. Um, <laughs> it's starring this dude that's not Tom Hardy. Uh, everyone's been like, yo, it's that new Tom Hardy movie. He's doing two movies. He's got this and Venom. The dude on the cover is not Tom Hardy. Okay, I'm sure that's like a, something he says all the time. Hey, it's like his Twitter feed thing. It's like not Tom Hardy. <laughs> not, Tom Hardy. <laughs> not Tom Hardy at not Tom Hardy. Uh, I, I heard a joke on another podcast. Cat talk, call, called him uh, Tom Hartley. Yeah, it's like a John yeah. Favreau does a Pod Save America. It's like not that John Favreau. Oh, ah, really? <laughs> no, not that one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you got it. Um, but that's like the main mistake people are making. It's like I think I feel like that was intentional by the studio. It's like we'll get this dude who looks a lot like Tom Hardy, put his face right on the cover. Right. This is a badass movie about like uh, cybernetics and like kung fu. What do you see in every in every poster? Just that dude's face. Right. It looks like Tom Hardy. And everyone's Trying gonna to, be yeah, like, wheeze it a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like a Bruce Lee's exploitation almost. Uh, Remember everyone like, after Bruce yeah, Lee yeah, died, yeah, everyone yeah. had like there was like Bruce Lee, Bruce L I, uh, Bruce Lou, uh, Bruce Lou, Bruce, Bruce Lou, Bruce Leroy. Yeah, well, okay, Bruce <laughs> Lee was a little different. That was just cool as hell. Uh-huh. Um, oh, dude, I can't get enough of this movie. Uh, I told you a little bit about the plot itself, but there's like these cool ass action scenes where it's like you think it's middling for a bit, and you see it's just building to another scene. And they do really clever stuff because the guy is still a quadriplegic mm. until this thing activates. So uh. he can turn it on and off and it starts talking to him. So it's voice activated. So he's like just walking. He go, basically, this quadriplegic dude in a wheelchair going on the hunt uh, for revenge. So and he's, so- like, he's, like, he's like driving the wheelchair in the CD bars. People are <laughs> messing with him. He starts talking stuff and like, oh, are you okay? You want to take it there? Come to the back room there, buddy. He's like, fine. Don't say I didn't warn you. Wheels the chair in all feebly, right? And then once he gets them alone, activates activates the uh, the uh, the device, and then suddenly and he's he like kicking ass, and ass stuff, yeah. man. And you saw a little bit of slight taste in the trailer where it's like he's leaning leaning over the guy. He's like, "Oh, you didn't know I was a ninja." And I'm like, <laughs> That's a terrible line to so say. So I'm assuming he doesn't have badass. And I'm assuming he doesn't have complete control because there would that where would the drama be? You know what I mean? So well, this there lies the rub, gotta, my yeah. friend. Can humans and machines completely coexist? Yeah. And that's one of the ultimate questions this movie answers. Oh well, this movie approaches and tries to answer. Okay. And it takes it takes it takes chances with some stuff. Um, I do have to call out the acting of all these complete nobodies. I knew nobody in this picture, mm-hmm. uh, save for maybe the one dude who um, uh, the one dude who plays the uh the uh the millionaire benefactor. He looks very familiar. He's one of these cats. Um, who was the guy who played? Um, the Vulture, who played Harry Osborn, not the Vulture, um, Green Goblin, Harry Osborn in The Amazing Spider-Man. Do you recall it all? Amazing Spider-Man. The new one? Yeah, yeah. The, well, no, the ones with Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? I didn't watch those ones. Oh. I'll look it up. All right, because I'm talking about this dude, uh, Harrison Gilbertson. He's one of these cats who looks a lot like Leonardo DiCaprio, but isn't. So it's like not Leo and not Tom Hardy? Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's like the B team, yeah, starring. Uh, Dude, you know yeah. what they got? They got their they got their uh, the, the supermarket facsimiles. Yeah, it's like it's like the bagged uh, 
uh, cereal. Yeah. That's like below so they the got, box they, cereal. They got the, mal- they got the Malto Meals actors. <laughs> yeah. They got the, they got the Malto Meals to Tom Hardy and the Malto Meals. Uh, 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 <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. It's like CVS brand, uh, like chapstick or something like that compared yeah. to Burt's Bees. Or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Yeah, get him buck up that. No, you know what? I, I, I don't want. I don't, I don't want to knock Burt's Bees too badly, but no, you are absolutely right. That's exactly who these cats are, and you know what? I think it kind of worked out for him because cats uh, were really excited about this movie. Talk about you. I want to see a new Tom Hardy flick, dog. It looks dope, and it's like it's not Tom Hardy, but people really, people really did think this, and I think that got butts in the seats. It had a good opening weekend, not spectacular, but actually pretty decent. Um, this was a Blumhouse picture. So, you know, Blumhouse, it's not going to be the biggest budget. What was the last Blumhouse one you saw that was was crap? I don't even remember, man. It was that horror movie, The Truth or Dare. Oh, yes. You see that, right? Yeah. That was Blumhouse, I love that movie. So Wait, no, no, sorry. Not not Truth or Dare. I'm I'm thinking Happy Death Day. Truth or Dare sucked. Yes. Truth or Dare. I was going to say, you didn't like that movie. Like Blumhouse. Yeah, Blumhouse is like a little... A little like, a little like this. Man. For no, every they, one they of these been. that you might enjoy, there, there's a the truth or dare right around yeah, the corner. I don't true. trust. That's why you gotta, why you gotta snap back to reality, man. I was riding <laughs> on such a high. Yeah, don't, don't, don't pump up uh, Blumhouse too, too quick. All, all right, I know uh, you are, you are absolutely correct, sir. I, I, I will, I will rein it in and just say <laughs> I'm giving Upgrade a high, high thumbs up. All right. Um, now mind you, it's not an absolute perfect movie, but it comes so daggone close. Really? That's 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 yeah. Because it's you're saying close to a perfect movie. That's close wild. to a perfect movie because it's very unexpected. The acting is just like not good enough. Because he's not Tom Hardy. What do you think, well, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's only so good that not Tom Hardy can get to. What's his real name? I feel horrible. Oh, okay. Sorry. The, the actual <laughs> actor's name um, uh, is Logan Marshall Green. Uh, Logan Marshall Green. This guy right there. No, looks just like him. He looks um, exact. Uh, well, almost exactly like Tom Hardy. I feel. I feel like he's taller than Tom Hardy. Yeah, and Tom Hardy's got that got that ridiculous like Bronson body going on. It's ridiculous. He's got weird like traps he like, yeah. for no reason. And then they just grow off his back. Yeah, it's it's. it's yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy! This guy was in a. I'm sorry, he was. In a, him? Yeah, he was the dude from Prometheus, which you didn't like. Which what one? Well, he was the the uh, girl's boyfriend. The uh, oh, the who, one who, who gets infected right away. Yeah, you know he what I mean? Gave yeah. her like the infected sperm. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the dude. Well, that's that's just unfortunate. <laughs> That's, That's yeah. A what a me. way to remember the infected sperm guy. <laughs> I mean, oh. if you've seen that, that makes complete sense. It's yeah. like, oh, the expected sperm guy, uh, sperm it, guy from Prometheus. Oh yeah, that yeah, because it, yeah. it's two memories. It's the it, well, three memories. It's the infected sperm, the little weird ass maggot coming out of his eye, or him being a complete dick to a very innocent robot. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Yo, dude, pick. Uh, oh, yeah, he's been on it's, yeah, it's 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 the least of of three horrible horrible evils, man. <laughs> oh yeah, he did do uh, the invitation as well. That's a creepy movie. No, no, we'll stick to Prometheus. We'll stick to the infected sperm in, in Prometheus. All right, all right, but no, the movie's called Upgrade right now. It's currently playing in theaters. It's starring Logan Marshall Green. It's out by Blumhouse. Um, dude, I I really enjoyed this movie, and it's like it's especially because I went in expecting nothing. This looked like a really cheap bad movie, and I was ready to clown it. And I walked out like. This is a badass action movie. The, what I was saying about the acting is the acting isn't spectacular, but it's just like subpar enough. It's like kitschy, you know, yeah. It makes a ridiculous story like this actually believable because like ridiculous stuff happens and they're acting like, oh, it's, it's, it's what, 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 what? It's like realistic reactions. This is what I kind of like, wanted the remake of RoboCop to be, sounds like. 
Uh, like that's the direction of the shit I want. You know what? Kind of. There were fewer people getting shot in the dick in this one, so I, I think that may be. The <laughs> Which is you there. could say is a the, the downfall of many movies that not, not have enough dick shooting. Hence why, Did you ever see the? That's uh, why uh, uh, Twenty One Jump Street is the greatest movie ever. Right? Did you ever see there was a uh, somebody did a, a <laughs> upgrade? Thumbs up, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yep. Somebody did. Um, like a remake of, uh, like a satire of RoboCop, and it was just the scene, and they're just shooting dicks. Yes, I've seen dicks. that. Dicks. You know it's what? just like 50 dicks, like all over the place. He just keeps well, shooting them. Well, he stops like, dicks are being raped in an alley, and then yeah. suddenly there's just all these gangsters around everywhere. Yeah. Like this whole gang, every gang in New York came out to watch this one woman be assaulted. <laughs> And then he's just, just like, oh, good, good, good. shooting all the dicks. Off. And notice he never reloads. No, no. He's, I he's mean, got, he's got a single handgun right. that holds maybe twelve to fifteen shots. He shoots about eighty-seven. Never reloads once. I watched a John Woo Even movie the other day, and they didn't reload once the whole movie. John Woo? Yeah. Well, no, John John Woo movies they don't they don't work on bullets. They work on doves. Uh, yeah. Every time you see <laughs> doves, that's a pigeon yeah. <laughs> feathers. You know what I mean? Reload. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Silly. All right. So right now. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, got a little rough. Right now, I want to talk about a comic that we all got to check out based off of the Bloodborne comic series, uh, Bloodborne game series. <laughs> Which it's I actually, have not played. You have not played. No. I've, I, I'm Telling familiar you. with the storyline, but mostly through like interviews See, and watching not. videos. I, I've never played it either. I'm really, I, I wasn't kidding earlier. I really can't handle like horror games. I have a certain tolerance which games like Bloodborne uh, surpass, you know? Yeah, so but, I didn't. I'm not familiar with the game, so this comic did not make any sense to me. I got, I got, I got a sense knowing a little bit about the story and knowing how games play out. But because we are ignorant, doesn't mean we don't have the expert opinion. Because Johnny, yeah, you are an old pro at Bloodborne. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you've played the Souls games. I played all the Souls games. Mm-hmm. I've beaten uh, many of them multiple times. I played and beat Bloodborne multiple times, including yep. the DLC. Yeah, the I veteran lo- of Leisure Suit Larry series. Uh, <laughs> I our love very the punishment. <laughs> all right, so tell us um, about Bloodborne, the storyline itself. Oh, my goodness. All right, so first. In as, as few words as possible, because I can see sure. that twinkle in your eye. Yeah, uh, so any of the Souls games, uh, especially with Bloodborne, they're... They don't have a story. So there you go. There is no story. That, All right. that is the story. The story is there is no story. There uh, is no spoon. There is a there is no crap spoon. ton of lore. There though. is no Bloodborne, only Zool. <laughs> there is a lot of lore in these games, though. There's a whole lot of background uh, stuff, uh, history uh, about the world and why things are the way they are. That's what these games are about. As far as story is concerned, story is like limited. You're sort of in all of these games, especially with Bloodborne, you're seeing things after all the cool stuff story lore wise after all that cool stuff has already happened you're sort of going through it after the fact uh in bloodborne it's the night of the hunt and a lot of the people that oh, live in this city uh they had in this city um yarnum they do this blood practice blood ministration they have this healing church thing and blood pudding all that stuff it's basically this the city that was founded by uh healing other people uh by giving them this uh sacred blood in order to cure them of like like death diseases various death diseases however they become or is it like they do something put something in the blood they they be, they inject them with blood, with new blood, okay. uh, and this blood will—it will cure them, the but it also is um, 
so it, it kind of into the lore they sort of discovered this blood and it, it goes really deep there's like these two very special characters that's not even mentioned in the comics that discover this blood this this very magical uh ancient old blood that they discover and through more lore stuff it it sort of leads to the revitalization of this city that you are then going through. So it's like after the fact, after the blood has been discovered, after this this whole like uh, church has been formed, this this whole like university that that sort of researches on this blood. Like after all of these other things have been formed and existed for for many many years after the fact. You then start the game. So, okay, it's, so there is no story in any of these games for right. the most part. Okay, so that sounds very confusing. Yep. And, um, okay, so if I'm a hemophobic, <laughs> uh, I probably don't want to play this game. Yeah, I mean, the game's called Bloodborne, so you should expect a whole lot of blood. blood Bloodborne, in general, is like, uh, what, what's the dude that did uh, Cthulhu and... And trans HR uh, Lovecraft. Yes, this is this is Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Yeah, this is sort of taking love. Someone who had like this huge fixation on Lovecraft never had. There was never like this person felt like there was never a good visual representation of Lovecraft. So they decided to make an entire video game, <coughs> arguably a perfect video game. Based okay, on okay. Rain Lovecraft, in the bias, I said yeah, arguably, got, arguably, okay, all right, all right, arguably, uh, it is, and they basically it, the, the entire game itself is just a love letter to Lovecraft, and they stuck in many elements of Lovecraft, mm -hmm. and they focused on the transformation werewolfy uh, part of Lovecraft Giant with the like beast. cosmic yeah, coming out uh, emerging from the sea yeah. with so many tentacles for 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 an upper lip. Yes. With like the cosmos very and the original Doctor Zoidberg yeah, uh, and the spacey ah. and the Cthulhu-y stuff, so they kind of merge together all these elements, and that's sort of what creates Bloodborne World. But th this comic, yeah, tell me um, about the comic because the comic itself. Why not Zoidberg? Uh, how, how closely does this follow the comic, the 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 pseudo storyline that exists in the game? So they kind of ignore, to me, all the cool stuff, and I didn't they know what the hell was going on in this. Thing. It was it was, it was like we need a child. There's blood. Well, he's There's seeking, a beast out there. Don't the kill it. Well, he's seeking the child yeah. with the pale blood. You met, you talked about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So the pale blood ties into sort of the ancient ones. And, uh, I mean, it gets... It, That's what I'm saying. If you don't know the game, like, if you come in this raw, like, edit, I'm like, what in the blue hell is happening here? Yeah. yeah. And so I finished it, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to never see, read that again. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I thought the artwork was good. It, it looked, you know, all right there, and there wasn't a lot of dialogue and stuff, mm. but the dialogue that I got, I was like, this is way, I'm, I'm in too deep. Yeah. No, it, I mean, it, I'm at an Adam, like, like yeah. finish, he finishes reading, puts it down, grabs some bleach, and just like... <laughs> 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 just put it down, smash my phone to bits, <laughs> and just go back to bed, like... Ah... <laughs> uh, uh, it Perfect definitely day. it definitely seemed like they wrote uh, they wrote a pilot which was the first issue because it's cyclical uh, and it ends on a to be continued with the hopes that they could write more and then it got approved and then they're like oh man we gotta write more stuff because we just got the approval and then they decided to take the story somewhere and they kind of went from uh, this early element. To which is sort of like ties into like the 
they hint towards endgame Bloodborne stuff. He starts uh, off at the healing church. At the, he starts off at the healing church. He's got the kid. He's fighting all these. Oh, he's fighting all yeah. Well, they mentioned the healing church, but it, it actually he was, starts he was off. there. Well, you're actually in Old Yarnum. That's not where the healing church is? Uh, Old Yarnum. Th that's never not the official healing church. There is a church in uh, Old Yarnum, mm -hmm. but that is. But it's Episcopalian. What you want is Presbyterian, so you're fleet yeah. host. That that is an older rundown area. I don't know if it's called the healing. It's not the healing church as we know it, but it the is. Dude said else. the healing church. I'm just going off what I read, but I know you're the expert. I won't argue with you. All yeah. I'll say is yeah. it was creepy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. I mean, it is creepy. They did show off that that big giant beast thing that kills uh the person repeatedly. on the repeatedly on the Acid very first. Acid in the face. Yeah. Hand through the chest. That big snake thing yeah. tried to eat him. That's an actual. And that was only on page two. Yeah. That's an actual boss in Bloodborne. That's the Blood Star Beast. Uh, yeah, I think it's like the third boss that you can encounter in the game. It was frightening as hell. Had that yep. exposed rib cage thing. That that weird. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah. I don't want to see rib cages. It, I, I can't. I can't handle I'm it. I'm not a rib cage guy myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very cool fight. It's very cool, but <laughs> not uh, into the rib cage either. Yeah. All right. So the have you ever read EC Comics? No. EC Comics are classic horror comics, and this, uh, the artwork in this book was reminiscent of all of those. And they're the ones who did um, the old school uh, Tales from the Crypt books, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, if you've ever seen any of those. Um, I, I think I know the artwork you're talking about, the style at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, a lot of those, and they were really popular for a long time. Yeah. And save for maybe Chaos Comics, there aren't that many horror comics that have lasted over, uh, over the span of time. Even Chaos fizzled out like three or four times. Over the years, and they're just kind of like resurging characters every now and then, you know, through labels like Oni Press and stuff. Mm. So I feel like this is what they're trying to reach. They're trying to take the uh, built-in horror audience that likes games like Bloodborne and capitalize and bring them, um, uh, uh, bring that business to a new avenue uh, by ushering them into the comics realm as well. Yeah, Do you get the sense like that. Do you it think it's maybe a like cash it. grab or maybe like a viable outlet for them? For fans. I, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a cash grab. I, I think this was released in anticipation, my hopeful anticipation of Bloodborne Two, a sequel. Uh -huh. So they put this in between there. But and the, this, and the and the new and the new sequel story will be the exact story from the game. <laughs> You're oh, I, I hope it isn't this comic's story, uh, because it, there's not really much there other than like a person, a hunter that is trying to lead a. Uh, a uh, pale blood somewhere, <laughs> hopefully leading to something that will end the nightmare uh, and and allow the hunter to sleep, which ties into like end game stuff. So I don't want to mention too nightmare much. Nightmare was reading this thing. That's all I'm gonna. All say. right, well, yeah. my review is down. Yeah, well, let's, yeah, give me, give me your give me your take on it, man, because you're unfamiliar, just like I'm unfamiliar. I want to hear what you what you thought of this. Like thing. I said, I I thought the artwork was good. I don't think you know there was it was just it was very brief. Too, you know what yeah, I mean? It's a really like, quick I read. zipped I right through yep. this, and like in that brief uh, span, I was so lost. I like I didn't really have any interest to go any further, mm -hmm. and so I don't think I'll be picking it up again. Right. Like I said, it looked good. You know what I mean? I just like I couldn't follow along. It was too convoluted for me. Like I didn't have a background in, in the in the game, and at the end of it, it was just like kind of too stone, like the dialogue and stuff, speaking in like these mythos that I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, the nightmare, the pale blood, this thing. I'm like, I don't know. I can't connect the dots. So, that's, I, I, yeah. I, I so, that. just for me, like, if I experience, experienced the game and everything like that and had a background in it, I'm sure this would be great right up my alley. But because uh, I didn't, I can't really give it up. 
positive review. All right. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think I'll maybe split between the two of you because I liked the artwork. I liked that it played out like a video game, even yeah. though it's not exactly the game, the uh, the Bloodborne game storyline. But then again, I'm not intimately familiar with it. So maybe I was a, I was more willing to give it a little leeway. I'm just like, I see yeah. they're, they're writing in a game-e style, a game-esque you know, uh, play out of the story where it starts out. Uh, you're fighting in that church that I thought was the healing church, and I guess I was wrong. So you're fighting. You're, you're, a different church. You're, you're you're in a church. Old Yarnum, for sure. You're, Definitely you're, an old Yarnum. You're in the Snake Handler's uh, auditorium, and what you really want to be in it, no, <laughs> is the Shaman's Temple. Um, but it starts off there, and then some stuff goes down, and then you wake up in a completely different location, in a completely different uh, uh, stage of existence, for lack of a better, for lack of a less spoily term. And that's how video games play out, man. Something happened and you got to go back to that save point, you know, and then the story progresses from there. And I did feel very lost not having intimate game knowledge because there's characters they're throwing at you yeah. where I read up on it afterwards. I'm like, oh, that's who that is. Had I known the games, that would make perfect sense. That might even be like a cool appearance. But just as the uh, as like a, a regular reader and fan of comics, I'm like, what the holy hell is going on? And and what was in that mushroom that i got no um the game is it, it the, the game it, the book is horrible and when i say horrible i mean like the horror in all the characters faces and stuff it comes through yeah uh, so but we've said it like three four times already a testament to the artwork you know, artwork is fantastic yes but the story i i i gotta give it a thumbs down because honestly even like someone being unfamiliar with it trying to give it a chance it just didn't do it for me and it feels like there was no call for this, and they didn't have a set game plan. You're right. You know, it feels like maybe uh, they put it together as a concept and just went best-case scenario, but didn't have any follow-through. So they didn't have a story lined up. They didn't have a tale they wanted to tell. Not a good way to start to it. Yeah, it, was just, it just didn't, didn't feel like the first story. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I got to give it a thumbs down. Yep. It's Bloodborne, um, the comic. Yep. There's no other name. It's just Bloodborne. So. Yeah, Googling, you have to put the comic if you want to find the comic and not the game. Or just, not the actual uh, reference to things being bloodborne. Yeah, like, I, like I would, parasite or disease. I would definitely give it a thumbs down as well. Uh, to to sort of fairly, ex to quickly explain how convoluted this story is, it is, they follow a offshoot story of <laughs> the DLC, which takes place before... The events of the Bloodborne game. So when you play through Bloodborne, you play through it, and then you can access the DLC uh, into it, and then you, that DLC takes you into the deep past, and then you sort of go through elements there, and it's that is the point in time, that past that you're going through, uh, what I believe you're going through in this. And I've played through the game, I've played it through and beat it multiple times, and this story was still confusing and hard to follow for me. So yeah. this is definitely a, a not, the, not the way no to go. go. Yeah, artwork is fantastic on, though. That's what you get for playing on easy. Mm. <laughs> okay, so now, <laughs> okay, so now we got five minutes left, my friend. I want to hear from you your take on. Pokemon Quest. Pokemon Quest is the latest edition of the Pokemon franchise following the massively record-breaking success Why don't of Pokemon. Why don't the Pokemon Go. just kill their masters and take over the world? I honestly don't know, man. One of my favorite theories is... Seriously, though, right? Like, I these are some powerful things. Why don't they just like, okay, I'm tired of, you know, having you know, these glorified <laughs> dog fights. Yeah. You know, you're putting me up against these giant things for your entertainment. 
Why don't you just kill that guy and just live in peace, or just like kill well, you know? Some of them, some of them have done that. Uh, Mewtwo is the big one that is sort of very sentient and realizes ah, that uh, the Pokemon are being uh, somewhat sort of enslaved Someone? in these yeah. Pokeballs. They live in a ball. Yeah. <laughs> can't mess with Mewtwo like playing yeah. Public Enemy and everything. I just, I, I, uh, yeah, I think it's really just the Pokemon aren't smart enough, or most of them aren't smart enough or sentient enough to realize that these things are going on, except for like offshoots like Mewtwo and Meowth and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yep, Anyways, I'm sorry to... That was a, the first uh, question I always have. <laughs> so, Pokemon Quest is... Uh, it was uh, a game that was shadow dropped during uh, Pokemon uh, convention sort of news conference thing that went on uh, last week. And they dropped this game on the Nintendo Switch eShop. It's a free download, free to play, or they call it free to start. But you kind of can, Thomas, and I've been playing through this something. for free, uh, going going sort of the free route, uh, playing through it, and you kind of can if you're willing to sort of grind out in a very casual type of way of grinding, like, and mm. and if you've played many, <laughs> if, you're, if you're casually grinding one night, yeah, if you've played many uh, mobile games, and this is definitely a mobile game that was then ported over to the Switch, or or at least designed with mobile in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, they have that energy system where you can only put in so much time into the game before you have to recharge your energy in order to start doing additional things. So it's really like if you're content with only playing, uh, you know, for like 15 minutes uh, every couple hours, then you don't need to pay anything if you're patient. This game kind of tries to capitalize on people not being patient and, and therefore spending money in order to speed things up and to sort of power themselves through the game itself. What's the whole mechanic though? It's like it's like you want to stop sucking at the game? You have 40 hours? No? Pay us. Like, yeah. on, but Seriously. the the uh, microtransactions in this aren't they're not fully microtransaction-y. They're more like exp unlocking the full game. So it's more like an expansion almost where you start it up and then there are some small things that you can buy and then there's these bigger packages that sort of allow the game to be played quicker and more efficient. How the hell they didn't make shareware the game? <laughs> That's exactly Share what it sounds like, dude. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like it's Pokemon shareware. It's definitely like that where, yeah, you, you sort of pay to unlock more elements of the game, but, wow. but these elements aren't they're not it's not like these elements aren't already there it's just you get more of it therefore making the experience more efficient as you're going through it for example there's this cooking system where and when the dish is complete after you cook it attracts a pokemon and the whole point one of the major points of pokemon is to get more Pokemon so that you can raise them, level you them up. Catch them all. Yeah, you gotta catch them all. Uh, and someone had to these say, these expansions uh, give you more cooking pots, and with the more cooking pots you have, the more Pokemon you can get per per time. Right, the more well, Pokemon per hour you can sort of turn out. Well, what's the what's the uh, the um, what's the uh, motivation here? Then is it to catch all the Pokemon to actually train them? Are you breeding Pokemon? The are, motivation. You just, are you just like corralling them? Are you uh, each? There have been different Pokemon games that have done all this. Are you taking pictures of them? You know? are you yeah. Just... There, there's no real story other than you're you're adrift. Not uh, I don't know. You're wandering in a boat and you crashed ashore this mysterious uh, cubic uh, island where all the Pokemon that are on this island are made or shaped of cubes. Even the round Pokemon kind of are also cubes. You're mysteriously <laughs> in a boat. 
Yeah, you're magically floated, uh, uh, transported to an island where you wake up and all the uh, all the uh, the animals have superpowers and they're made of Legos. Like what the yeah. hell kind of drug trip are you on? Yeah, it's like that. It's like a Minecrafty Lego-y aesthetic for all the Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> and your goal uh, is to sort of explore the island and try to find a way to get off of it. And that that is the carrot on the stick is to try to complete these different sections so you're going it's very uh linear and level based so you're going or uh level ish or world ish kind of like super mario uh world or super mario 3 and you're going from one level or one zone to the you complete the boss there it might unlock uh, two different worlds or two different parts of the island and then you complete those and that unlocks more parts of the island and eventually you unlock all the different parts of the island and you uh theoretically beat the game i haven't beat you can it beat the game you you can't this is it almost looks like this is a hard end you can finish it credit credits will roll style game unlike and you win other when you mobile games yeah like uh, unlike other mobile free to play games where they just want you to keep playing it forever this one seems like there's a definitive end and you don't have to uh spend money on it and if you do spend money on it it's very limited you can't it doesn't seem like you can continue spending more and more money on it. They they sort of set an upper limit to it, and the things you unlock as you do it, it oh, sort damn, of speeds that, things along. It almost sounds downright ethical. It, they limit the amount you can spend on it, and uh, you can properly end and come to a satisfying end. It's what what I would I wouldn't say ethical, but reasonable. It's like well, it's a less, less greed adult. Yes, it's less greedy. I would okay. give it a thumbs up. Just because it's free to play and it's the first Pokemon on Switch, and it's actually it, it does a good enough free to play element to it. The gameplay itself, which I haven't even touched on, you can the game plays itself. So there's an auto mode. That's <laughs> so, the thing I heard about too. That seemed a little suspect. I want to get the full uh, story on that a little later. It's both a bad thing and a good thing. The good part is you you can like eat something and. Tell your Pokemon to go on a mission and then continue eating undisturbed and wait for stuff. So it's like as hands off as it is. Uh, that's why I give it the thumbs up. Where it's kind of something that if you're if you want that Pokemon fix, it's cool to check out. It's free to play. Check it out anyway. It's highly polished. There's like well, no bugs with this game. game. There's no issues. Uh, no glaring issues. The UI is immaculate. It it works and it works really well. It's it's nicely made. Uh, all right, man, I'm Jones from yeah. Pokemon Fix. I gotta get some. It gotta, seems like gotta, it's a great game. I just gotta game. catch them all, man. It seems like it's a great game to keep kids, very young kids, busy uh, for an, for a long period of time. All right, what's it for? It's available on the Switch, and it's free. All right, cool. Thank you very much, Johnny. The game is called Pokemon Quest, and surprisingly, uh, will occupy your kids. <gasps> <laughs> all right. That's why they make these things, right? <laughs> all right, thank you, Johnny. This has been the Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled show. We covered Upgrade. It was mind-blowing and bananas. We covered Bloodborne. It was the exact opposite of that. <laughs> we talked Kite. Not and we talked Pokemon Quest. If you want to follow up on any of these, you can hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or if you just heard something tonight you want to chime in on, you got a uh, comment, criticism, you played a game, it was awesome, you saw the movie, it was terrible, whatever, let us know. Also, you can find us at geek-down.com for all the regular Geek Down goodness and find links in the About section to our social media. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter, we're on iTunes, on SoundCloud, Instagram, all over those mothers. 
Uh, we were on YouTube working on getting back there, having a little issue right now, so we'll keep you updated. But you can also find us <laughs> for real right here on WMFRadio.com every Monday nights, 9 p.m. I want to thank just Johnny. You. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yeah. I want to thank Two Mess and Tom. And I want to thank you, wonderful listeners. You can catch us all. Every Monday night, 9 p.m. right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. But until next time, be excellent to each other. Peace. This is WENF Radio. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I need that. WENF Radio.